Say words. Words, 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 words. Words, 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 words. Here I am, here I am, talking into my mic. Are you talking into your mic? I'm talking into my mic. We are making a podcast. I forgot how good my voice sounds sometimes. Wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's it's like mine, but I, I know what? I think your voice is better. So I think I think my voice is bad, better. Bad, That's bad, fine. Bad, bad, bad. And you're we, so good at words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my voice is good and my words are good. I am just a true spoken word professional. You're a real Dan McCoy. Real Dan McCoy. <laughs> You're you're kind of like a Stuart Wellington. Really? You're I don't seem this. St- no, do I seem as sleepy as Stuart always seems? <laughs> Kinda. All right, that's uh, understandable. People love people love when you talk about other podcasts on your mm-hmm. podcast. Let's just to remind them what a good podcast sounds like. It sounds like this. <laughs> Is this the show? Well, Are we doing? I think it right so. Now? We didn't I'll probably have it. to edit a little bit at the beginning when I swore and when I said bad words. I knocked my hard drive over. And you called me a wiener. Oh, yeah. I'm going to edit that out, too. That's not appropriate. <laughs> not appropriate. It's not. We but this only... is Fields of Work. This is, this, is... this is Fields of Work. I'm Sam. I'm Max. And this is Fields of Work. And Long I'm time Sam. no talk. I'm not doing it again. I'm Max. Okay. <laughs> Just have this. Fields of Work. What do we do on this podcast? Oh, we talk about our jobs. And... Why? Why do we talk about our jobs? Why would anyone want to listen to hear someone, listen to someone talk about their job? Well, I think we're learning quickly that no one wants to hear that. <laughs> That's not true. We have dozens of listeners. There are dozens of us. Um, well, we work in very different fields, literally. <laughs> I am, uh, oh, hence the podcast name. Uh, I do some organic farming, and you do some uh, organic consulting. consulting. Yeah, orga- organic consulting, exactly. You guys rebranding what you do? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we no preservatives. Everybody's no into this, this organic organic thing. You guys are going to get in on that, huh? Yeah. I show up to work without shoes on. and oh, You work at home. so <laughs> That is true. And I am I'm not wearing shoes right now. Yeah. Max, so. your lack of confidence is disturbing to me. You, minutes, minutes ago, minutes, mere minutes ago, you texted me and said, man, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. And what did and- I say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that is what I said. And right now, it seems like we're living that out. But no. um, you know, it's been two weeks since we've talked, so we can we can we've got some it feels life like it might capping. Have even been more than that. Yeah, potentially three weeks. I don't know. The things stacked been, on, and been, things. It's been it's been a minute since we've yeah. had some chats. Snowballed a bit, and we're back though. And so. and and you know what? You know what's kind of kind of funny about this? Not that this affects the podcast in any way. But we're actually going to see, see each other tomorrow. Yeah, I know. So we're going to see each other tomorrow morning. We're going right to see each other in, in like, you know, a little over 12 hours from now. So that's Even crazy. though you are in Massachusetts and I am in Virginia, we are going to see I each know. other tomorrow. Aren't planes crazy? Planes. Planes, man. Okay, I'm, learning about, I'm not learning a lot about planes themselves, but uh, I'm learning a lot about flying recently You're because becoming, I'm just... Yeah, so just... Up. I mean, everyone who listens to this already knows because we're all related. Uh, <laughs> but Gr- Grandpa Ed died uh, a little over a week ago. Uh, so we've been traveling. That's why we saw each other recently. That's why we didn't record. Um, that was the, the, the family, uh, sadness that has been going on. Uh, just wanted to say that. Yeah. So people know. So, yeah. So we're not, we're not trying to not record this. It's just no, been we had a, a very somewhat good, crazy we had time. A very, good, so. very good reason. Yeah. 
but, but now, um, but now, yeah, now our family is ready for us to bring some joy. Exactly. That's what they've all been waiting for. They keep That's asking right. us. They you said, know, these said, are sad times. They said. They said Max. They said Sam. They said we are. We are sad about Grandpa, and we need some of that fields of work, laughter and joy, and and hootenanny mm-hmm. in our ears. I, they're I all they're all leaning that. on us heavily. As if as obviously. Oh God. Uh, oh God. Now I feel now I feel obligated pressure. to be like good at this and funny and Oh Sam. Uh, we don't have to try. Oh do you wanna you wanna play mind meld real quick? No. We did that at the end of our last episode. I figured it was, it was gonna go on for thirty minutes. We did it pretty well. <laughs> it took us Come a little on. bit, yeah. Let's do one real quick. Okay. Ready? Ready. One you ca- one, two, three, can. Can. <laughs> Come on. You're, for a split second, for a split second, I almost got so excited. But What'd you, you say? You played me. I said what? can. I said can. I know. You just waited for me to say can, and then no, you said I didn't. I'm me. looking at my. I'm looking at a, no. a can of liquid in front of me right I now. I swear, too. on my life. Did we both? No, you didn't. Just kind of wait until I said can and like realize no, what I was saying, and then you said it. No, there might have been delay in counting, but I swear that was the word I was going to choose. So we're really in sync today. Wow. It's going to be a good one. Should we stop? <laughs> probably you probably should have stopped before we even began yeah well that's isn't that the truth um wait we didn't do a check-in anyway. round either no do you have a question oh shit um uh, uh, and, um yeah well oh, me a favorite oh, question i'll oh, go for it go for no it. no no go ahead i was thinking we have a uh, we have big big brothers uh board game video game weekend coming up what's your if you could play one video game for the rest of your life what would you play duh Probably one of your Final uh, Fantasy. Uh, no, because no, it would not be it would not be an RPG because yeah. it's story based. And if I'm going to only play one game for the rest of my life, I what, want something three? that'll give me some more interesting uh, replay value. So will um, I be able to play with other people? Or is it single player? Yeah, you can play with other people. Huh. I've got my answer. All right, mine. I, I'm just gonna say because I've been playing it a lot recent or not recently, but I had been playing it a lot a couple months ago. Uh, Overwatch. Oh, you're just gonna jump into Blizzard's pocket like that, huh? Oh, we're gonna make this okay. I kind of forgot political? about the whole political. <laughs> I'm just thinking really... about the game itself. You know, no, it's a you're... fun game to play with friends. It's it's more strategic than it may seem on first look. It's a lot of fun. That's what I'm gonna play. It does have a lot of replay value. I mean, there's you know every every round. It's better even than like something like Call of Duty where you do get to choose different things. Oh, you know, there's so much. Stupid. Yeah, I know, I know. But remember in high school when that was like my thing for a while. <laughs> the I don't that remember I used to that. Play? I oh. don't. I don't think I. I was in college or no. Oh. When you were in high yeah. school, where was I? How old was oh. I when you were in high school? Well, I was probably playing this no. around like 16. So you were 26. I was in grad so. school then. Yeah, um, I was. You know, I was ranked in the top like. Real you high ranked? percentile. You were a yeah. ranked Call of Duty player. Yeah, I mean, oh I wasn't like playing God. tournaments and stuff. But if you looked at my stats, oh I was pretty God. good. Yeah. What was your KD ratio? It was at least two to one, which is pretty good for Call of Duty. But anyways, this is terrible. This is terrible. What's yours then? What's your? What's I was your... gonna say a game that is gonna forever have good. This does not have the best replay value, but you you'll appreciate this still. I think I could play Mario Strikers forever, Sam. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm changing my answer to that because I felt <laughs> like I did play this forever. Mo, yeah. Josh and I, when Josh and I lived together in our little illegal basement apartment, uh, we played hundreds of games of Mario Strikers. We had a scoreboard that we kept track of it, and it was like 
200 like we were almost even i think and we both had hundreds of wins we i knew that game so well like i yeah. could predict how things were it was like ah it was the best thing i've ever been at i think like of all the <laughs> things i've ever done in my life the the most impressive like skill wise that i ever got anything it's not hockey not anything to do with like writing or my job or anything like that it's playing super mario strikers on the gamecube too on the GameCube. <laughs> on the even GameCube more oddly specific, specific. Yeah. oh my god that game was so good yeah i could have gone mean, pro in that game well, like, josh and it. i were playing at such a level like there was no way there were anybody in the world better than us no there definitely was no but uh <laughs> well you think about it, like the whole becoming a master at something in 10,000 hours. You put your 10,000 hours in probably. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Is well, there okay. any way we can bring strikers to Brothers Weekend? Reach out nobody to Joey. Has, you guys have Nintendo Switches and stuff. Does that work? Is there any type of... On Switch. Mm. We should go buy a GameCube. We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, but this is... Strikers has a special place in my heart because it was the... Because we had a GameCube, and this is what people did for hockey tournaments, Emmett Wagner and I would always bring a GameCube with us, and we'd bring Mario Strikers and the GameCube, and we'd set up it up in the hotel room and just be pounding Gatorade and eating cheese puffs and just playing uh, Mario Strikers, so that would be really good by game time. <laughs> for those who don't know, Mario Strikers is a soccer game. Yeah, not hockey. A Mario soccer <laughs> game, which you wouldn't what? necessarily chalk up to being the most exciting thing in the world, but it was so good. It's very good. Yeah. Wow. Sorry um, for some nostalgia in this conversation, but yeah, that was good. Uh, so Max, here's the thing we need to think about. I forgot when I when I started this call up, it, it it I had upgraded my computer and it was like, "Yo, audio hijack has not been tested on Catalina. You're welcome to try it." And it appears to be recording, but there is a chance that it's not recording. Should we pause and see if it's actually recording, or just roll the dice? I'd rather us actually know it's recording before we you know because. We, we're not so good at this that we, we can just do it again. <laughs> no. All right. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause this, and I'm going to stop the recording right. and Three, check and make sure it was recording. All right. Two. Be right back. One. So what's the verdict? Are we good? Are we good? Good. That was all podcast gold. I would have been bummed. It's true. All right. I think we're good. Uh, so we checked in. We're checked both playing in. Strikers, but maybe Overwatch. God, we're nerds. Mm-hmm. What's this brothers weekend you've referenced? What are we? Why are we seeing each other tomorrow? Well, it was your idea, so it was interesting idea. to me talk about it. But um, I'm just the interviewer. Point, I'm the interviewer. Well, okay, thanks. At this point, um, it just took one more brother moving out of state for us to finally have a reason to get together. And with thank me you, good Mass- job. <laughs> with me moving to Massachusetts, we decided that maybe we should pick a weekend a year where we get an Airbnb somewhere and I'll just hang out because we don't see each other. I mean see each other you know a couple times a year but um it's rare that we see each other just the brothers hanging out and i was trying so, to think about when that might have been and i mean i'm i'm thinking it was like when i was still in high school is the last time like we all spent significant time like together i think like just the brothers yeah just the brothers yeah, yeah no that's probably true. I mean, I like holidays you know there's wives and children around which are great we love them obviously mm-hmm. very much hey everyone and there are uh, listenerships so yes, it's easy now <laughs> exactly <laughs> but the 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 five Sperlin bros have not really hung out and i think it's important that at least once a year we make the time to go do that so we're going to do our first inaugural brothers weekend i feel like we need to come up with a good name for it yeah. um i i think you'll be able to do that uh we're gonna sure. do it so we're gonna fly into detroit tomorrow morning 
and then we're going to drive a couple hours up north, and we have a cabin on Lake Huron in yeah. East Tawas, which I had never city. heard of until we had booked that Airbnb. Yeah, I don't know. We don't really have much many plans for when we're there. No, but, we should uh, probably actually, not to make this something. our planning, we should probably talk to each other about like, hey, are people bringing board games? And I should probably yeah. bring my Switch. And yeah. what else are we going to do there? Tell stories. Probably not going to go swimming. It's going to be like not. 50 degrees. But we could go hiking. I don't know. There's, yeah, so it'll be fun. We can report back on what it was like, what the first Brothers Weekend was like. But mm-hmm. I'm excited. It'll it's be been good. a long time. Yeah. Um, and there's a fun little caveat to this, which is you, you don't even know this either. But um, I put Dad on the task of finding me a car because I need a car out here. We're, we're blowing through miles on leases and just like – it's stressful trying to work one car for two people right now. Yeah. Um. So I put him on the, the task of finding me a car, How's and he, he already found me one. He found, he found it, one? and it's already bought it. I mean, I'm I'm paying for it, but he's he paid for it up front, so oh, I can pay him back. What? But what so is there's it? A car, there's a car waiting for me at home. You know what Nate's car looks like? The black Ford Escape. Yes. It's that. It's that car. It's Not Nate's, Nate's car. But, you bought Nate's no. car from him. Nate, here's the funny part. Nate's selling his car, but Dad didn't buy it. Dad bought a different one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm. All right. Here's the weird thing. Uh, not to cover this on the podcast because I'll probably have to Wait, so are you not flying home? My... Wait, you have a yeah, flight home. I know. I know I have a flight home, but I didn't know my car was going to be ready uh, this quick because dad just like when dad gets a task, that man <laughs> researches the crap out of it. And uh, he found he found the one. So, yeah, I'm probably going to drive back to Boston or Massachusetts by myself on Monday. Um, That's cool. I have to have the car back, so it is a bummer that I already booked flights like a, a long time ago, but we'll figure it out. I think you can, um, I mean, you can cancel no. it and get like a a rebate on it, I think. Yeah, I'll probably try and do that because this is a flight I do all the time. Um, it's literally You'll, the same flight I took home eat, last time. They're, they're probably going to eat like a big cancellation fee out of it, um, but after we finish, you should log on and like figure that out. Yeah, so that'd be cool. I'm gonna come back with a car and have a mini little one man road trip Neat. on Monday. I love I love solo road trips. One of my favorite memories was doing the solo drive from uh, L.A. to Michigan and back. In your little Jetta, my Jetta. It was such a oh man, that car was so good. Uh, can I tell? Okay, let me talk a little bit about this car. Did, did you have a name? It was for a 1990. It? No, I didn't. It's a 1998 what? manual transmission Jetta that I bought for. This is like uh, hold on. This is like car talk. <laughs> for what fifteen hundred dollars, something like that, pretty yeah. cheap from a family friend. Uh, pretty good, a pretty good shape, you know, for a nineteen ninety eight car. And I drove it from Detroit to L A. And I drove it around L A. quite a bit while I was going to grad school. It was a delight uh, to drive. I had a lot of fun with it. Never really gave me any problems. Like a couple minor things that I had to get fixed. No more than a couple hundred dollars invested in it. I then, at the end of grad school, drove it back from California, back to Michigan, and I sold it back to the person who sold it to me for the same price. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> he, he really liked old Jettas, and he wanted it back. And you know what? I, that sounded good to me. So, Which means he, to keep the cycle going, he might sell it back to you. <laughs> Maybe. I should go ask him. I kind of want it back. I was actually, I've been thinking about, this will be news to Emily, I've been thinking about the fact that we may need a new car uh, relatively soon because we are rocking her 2004 Toyota Highlander that is kind of beat up, has a ton of miles on it, and I feel like maybe we should have something a little bit newer. Uh, so maybe I should go get a 98 Jetta. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the answer to that, one. that riddle. Uh, <laughs> 
Anyway, okay, well, I guess you don't need to drive back to the airport with me Sunday night, huh? No, I can do that for fun if you want, I guess. Uh, then, you no, know. that would be dumb because I'm driving a rental car and you'd be stranded there. Ah, uh, you know, get someone to pick me up. It's yeah. good brother time. <laughs> we won't have enough of that this weekend. Yeah. All right. Uh, but, 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 but what did you do this week? Last two weeks slash three weeks. Yeah, we have a lot What's of... What's the state of the farm? Are you still pulling it? Pulling, I almost said animals, pulling plants out of the ground? Yes, we're still pulling. We're still pulling animals out of the ground. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like you know, they in like Lord of the Rings when they pull the urukai out of the mud. That's just what it looks like on our farm. Um, uh, I was picturing like <laughs> Harry Potter pulling out one of those uh, screaming plants. The, <laughs> the mandrakes. Yeah. Um, mandrakes. We do harvest a plant that I think looks a lot like a mandrake. Does it scream at you? No, but it, okay. I think if it was, um, you know, alive, it would. Uh, if you ever look at what a celeriac or celery root plant looks like, they oh, yeah, look kind of crazy and like crazy. a mandrake. But um, we are still pulling plants out of the ground. We have had. What do you harvest uh, at this time of year? Let me guess. Potatoes. Nope, those are all out already. We've done more. What? Uh, <laughs> what's another hearty? Carrots. Yep. Yes. Your radishes. Which type of radishes? I didn't know there was. It doesn't matter. We have both. We have lots of them. What's both? Big um, and little. Red and white. There's something called that. Um, daikon radish, which is like a longer and skinny radish. It's not an Asian radish. Your normal little red guys, your little like spring radishes, actually what they call them, or salad Wait, radishes. You, you harvest spring radishes in the fall. Yeah, because we're edgy. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's also do names not mean anything anymore. No, because you're gonna hate this next one. It's called a watermelon radish. And um, is it a watermelon talk- or is it a radish? It's a radish for mm-hmm. sure. It just looks like a watermelon because it's white. It's got a, a actually, huge? not is that it much. Huge? No, but it has a bright pink core. Um, oh, I know what you're talking but, about. I think those are, but they're those are pretty looking. Yeah, but they're um, they're not sweet. You'd be devastated if you tried well, one thinking you're. I don't like sweet watermelon. Tasting. So, do you like radishes? Yeah, dude. I like radish on like uh, some eggs in the morning. You don't. Okay, we'll just skip that. You don't like watermelon. Watermelon's okay. It's kind of a waste of time in my mind. Yeah, honey, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat water. Honeydew is a waste of time. Well, yeah, honeydew is, is filler fruit. We all know that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we are harvesting radishes. You're right. Watermelon radish. I'm looking on Google. Those are that's a handsome plant. It's a pretty handsome plant. Like a, a sometimes it has like a greenish kind of shoulder that transitions into a kind of a whitish color, and then they cut it in half, yeah. and it's a bright pink core. Hmm. Um, yeah, real 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 handsome plant. Um, I hear boca in the background. You got, wait? Do you, do you harvest bocas? Cabocas? Yeah. Nah, we didn't grow kabocas on this oh. farm, but that is a type of winter squash. We just did butternut and acorn. Um, yeah, there's a boca here, and I'm going to throw this out there. There's a chance that um, she gets whiny because it's been a terrible day here weather-wise, okay. which meant she didn't get to come to the farm. So she spent her whole day indoors, and I fed her a bone thinking, this will cover it. And then she inhaled that bone like it was not actually made of anything. Um, like it was a marshmallow bone. So she's here. She's hanging right, out. She's fine. next to me. She good. might whine. She might bark. That's fine. And if she does, we'll just you know take one of those classic ad breaks or something. Yeah, we will. You know, we're right. so editing anyway. So you're so you're so you're harvesting radishes and carrots and yes. what else? Um, parsnips, which are basically a type of carrot. Basically, um, the celery root, which we covered. I kind of forgot uh, parsnips were a thing. Mm-hmm. They're good, man. I actually like them. Right. Um. Kale, chard, collard greens. We were doing like some arugula and like other kind of salad, you know, smaller greens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
radicchio, which is a type of chicory, so kind of a bitter green. <laughs> That's hell's a chicory. Chicory you said, is a family. You just said you just said word I don't know, which is a type of another word I don't know. <laughs> as if that was it's gonna a, help me. Chicory is a family, which basically means. I thought bitter chicory greens. was a bird. <laughs> chickadee, maybe Uh-oh. I don't know. Is chickadee also a bird? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe but, um, chickadee. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, a type of bitter green. If you look up radicchio, it's cool. So radicchio is native to, or at least is most famously grown radicchio in Italy. Radicchio sounds like a cool, like like when I was a teenager, like maybe the cool kid that I wasn't really allowed to hang out with because he was a little <laughs> too edgy. Yeah, well, radicchio is an Italian vegetable that where um, how the hell do you spell radicchio? R-A-D-I-C-C-H-I-O, radicchio. And anyways, so it is native to each basically Italian town for the most it part. Had like its a, it looks like a cabbage. Mm, it's more like a little head of lettuce. But that it's grows purple. in a you – should, you should look up all the different types of radicchio. So anyways, it's kind of an overarching term. But each town had kind of their own type of radicchio, um, kind of the way that families used to have their own type of dry beans um, because they just grown them on their own property long enough that they slowly develop their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, don't look at that door dog. All right, and um, so yeah, radicchio is cool. But yeah, so they're always named after kind of the town or the, the area. A, wait, so is yours a Groton radicchio? No, I, I don't think we get to lay claim to it unless we start doing something to, to develop it differently, which I'm not sure what that would be here. But um, so we do some radicchio. All of our so we've had two or three good old hard frosts, which have killed just about everything that fruits. So essentially all of the things we used to talk about, like nightshades or solanaceae uh, crops. Um, so we're, we're done with tomatoes, done with peppers, done with eggplant. Um, you know, those are all withered away basically for the most part. So we are, our harvest list is like really shrinking, um, which is fine. Um, that's kind of what happens this time of year anyways. But yeah, can't so I'm trying to get to, uh, you guys aren't too torn up about it. That's not too surprising. No, no. Fall is a wonderful time as a farmer for the most part, except for the fact that everything is very heavy. Um, every crop that comes out of the ground in fall weighs a lot, um, which does <laughs> suck. Um, it's a lot of heavy moving, but maybe you're just um, weaker in the fall cause you're tired. I think it's the other way around. I think I'm actually strongest in the fall because oh. I've, I've just been building up muscle all summer and then now, you know putting it to the test yeah that's me but, too i'm strongest in the fall yeah <laughs> and um yeah other than that i mean nothing too cra- crazy um vegetable wise you know we're we're about half of the, the farm now is is put to sleep essentially more than half um between cover crop straw mulch um tarps those those silage tarps that i think i showed you when you were here have you still never seen a rat except for that one day that i was no with I, you? I just saw another one yesterday All um right. so you're Good. you're crazy um totally a rat kind of fat kind of scary um so yeah other than that i guess i can give a pig update yes oh god please tell me about these little oinkers because it's been a while we haven't talked to the pigs in a while yeah. and they're they're getting big them boys are huge um, we actually did a lot of work for them today because we felt really bad. I mean, it rained probably three inches last night and it was 20 mile per hour winds here and their little coverage area is not great. Did you get so, some sweaters or something for them? That sounds cold. Yeah, no, I know one of them was visibly shivering this morning, which was really no! sad. So we did a lot. We did a lot of work getting them like we put up some windbreaks and we put down some fresh, fresh Windbreak? straw. Like you gave them some windbreakers? No, we, like uh, we put up tarps. Suits? Uh, <laughs> that would be adorable. Oh, our pigs <laughs> do jumpsuits. Um, 
like little like little nineties like like musicians. A, like, a, like a little like a little uh, hockey team showing up to practice. <laughs> matching jumpsuits. So, anyways, they're so not to be not to be blue here, but their slaughter date is like probably I think it's two and a half weeks from now, the thirty first. It's on Halloween. Um, and you know, because why not? And they'd been great for us all summer, but we are starting to get some issues, which is. Um, last week we noticed one was not really, uh, eating very much, was laying down a lot more and we just did not look well. Um, a couple other weird things that you kind of like spot for, you spot to see if their tail is droopy. That's not a good sign. It should be all spring-like. It should be kind of wrapped around. Is he protesting? Is he, he got a sense of what's happening and he's like, I'm not getting fatter for you. No, I don't, I don't think so. It's not the vibe we got. Um, <laughs> kind of like a sad Eeyore tail is what they get. Okay. Um. And then they kind of – normally a pig's kind of – their back kind of slopes downward a little bit. When um, they're sick though, their back is more like kind of arched and shaped like an N a little bit. And they take very stiff steps. So this one was kind of hitting all of that that stuff. And then we took its temperature and its temperature was 106, um, which seems like crazy to us. But for pigs, their normal temperature is 101. Um, just fun little pig fact. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That is a fun fact. Yeah, so sorry, I got distracted. T- I don't know if you heard in the background. Emily just got home from work and just announced something. I didn't hear it. I just heard her being loud. So, <laughs> so how, what was the temperature? Day. I didn't hear the part. 100, 106. 106. My God, get that piggy to a hospital. Well, so it's five degrees over what, you know, for us to be like a 101, you know, a 103. 103 um, is pretty significant. Yeah. It is pretty significant. So no, we get out we there with some uh, some ice packs and uh, some Tylenol for God's sake. <laughs> Just a cup a cup of uh, chicken noodle soup. Cup of that'll feel good because they're eating yeah. chicken too. They'll feel like you know they're getting. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, so my boss like took the temperature and everything, which is not an easy thing to do <gasps> on a pig. Question. Yes. How do you take a pig's temperature? Not through the mouth. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was worried about. Yep. How do you? Yep. You didn't get that job. Don't you want to learn no. how to do that? No, I'm okay. Um, it was on a, it was actually on a Saturday night. Um, how? Okay, I don't want to. Like, I'm not trying to be gross. I don't want to necessarily go super deep in this. But yes. these pigs are large, and I can't imagine even a sick pig is particularly excited about getting its temperature taken. No, how you do are. You, do it? you are correct. Um, well, the key for this one is one: you get a thermometer that gives you a quick read, which is that does not take long to give you a temperature because you're not going to get to linger. There's not a lot of time spent just hanging out. Nor you don't would like you want listen to. for the beeps. No, would you want to? And yeah, you wouldn't be like sitting there when we were taking our temperature on your kids and waiting for the the double beep. It is you are. It gives you a quick number, which helps. Quick and out. then, and then the other one is um, when your pig is this sick and not feeling very well, uh, you can walk up to it and oh, take wow. its temperature, so it was, which is kind of sad. Okay. But um, so that one that one let it, and so we gave it some penicillin, um, which is, again, this is all Kaylee doing this, bless her heart, because this is not a fun task. You have to inject penicillin into the pig, and pig skin is very thick, That's and they footballs t- out of it. Did it feel like a football? Yep. Did it feel like- I didn't ask her. You know, I think this was kind of a jarring moment for her. This is kind of a first, <laughs> so. I didn't want to crack some jokes. Okay. Um, no, she hadn't, she hadn't done this before. So the vet did tell her, like, you need to, like, slam this thing in there. And then, um, then the other thing is you have to, when you're pushing on the syringe, be tough about it because it's a fairly viscous solution. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and then you have to massage the, the insertion spot because, uh, because it does a lot of feel better. Out. That, too. You need a little Band-Aid, too. You have a, you have a cute little Band-Aid. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> so she did all that, and that pig is um, still not as probably as healthy as the other ones, but looking a little bit better. Um, there's another one that's kind of looking a little rough. Oh, he got him camp. sick. He got his buddy he sick. Did. He did. You know, you know, you laugh when we said we took the sheep that coughed. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> this is proving it. Maybe that was a good idea. Um, so, anyways, the one, the first one's looking a little bit better. There's a second one not looking super great. But the problem is now there's a window for how long you can give medicine prior to slaughter. Um, but the antibiotics are you in the window. We are nearing the withdrawal point, or the 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 point where you cannot give anything. So we're gonna keep an eye on the one and see. I think we have like two more days where we could potentially give it. Um, and then if we get past that point. Um, we're just going to hope it, if we can keep him, keep him cozy and, and keep him healthy. Uh, I think if you guys end. decide to give him some medicine, I think you should do it this time. you got to expand your skills, man. Yeah, you I know. You can't just be a plant jockey or whatever the, that type of farmer is called. Yeah, no, I like plant jockey. <laughs> you got to get in oh. there. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, Live I'll, some I'll life, volunteer. Man. If you want to be a, be a farmer, get in there and do some farming. That's what I always say. Thanks for telling me how to farm, Sam. I'll tell you how to consult. Um, tell me how to consult. You don't even know what I do. No one does. No one does. I realized, I realized when I came home it. for the funeral, and I, uh, I like uncles who have just like no idea at all what I do. Yeah. No. And you know what? At this point, you should get a. I'm just gonna embrace it. I'm gonna, I was gonna be say a you should make a brochure. You should make nope. a brochure that just I'm says a, like. I'm a man of mystery. Okay. Well, no one says that about you. No one's like, man, Sam, he's so mysterious. Uncle it's Mark, just like, ah, call he me does 007. something with it. Uncle Mark, call me 007. That's just him being... Also, Uncle Mark, yeah, the jokiest of all of our uncles. <laughs> well, it doesn't help the fact that I showed up to, not the funeral, but the previous, uh, you know, coming home to see Grandpa because he was doing really poorly, and the rental car agency gave me a Camaro. A bright not red just any Camaro. Camaro. A, a bright, bright red, red Camaro. Camaro. A bright red sport version. I think the sportiest version you uh, can get. It was a sporty Camaro. Come, you know, per- the perfect car to see a dying family member. Mm-hmm. But that's just part of you, man of mystery. Man that's of just mystery. Sam. That's who I am. <laughs> uh, any other farm stuff? Let's see. That's pretty much it. We can talk about. I have a little note here that farther down that um, just talking about like what I think why I love fall farming so much and just talking a little bit about like Let's what is so great about what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's so great well, about, far, about fall farming? Well, the fact that you don't farming. really do any farming. Partly. Um, <laughs> I mean, it does the tasks do shift, which is nice. Like, that's like um, saying like, man, I love weekend consulting mainly because I don't really do anything, but we're still working. It's still farming. It's just not the farming tasks that people maybe envision during farm or during the being a farmer. But anyways, so yeah, like weeds are obviously not growing very fast um, and whatnot. But and you're not harvesting nearly as much. But the thing about like fall farming that is so nice is that you get the like we've talked about this before with farming in general. But you get a sense of completion that you uh, don't yes. get in many other tasks. And even you don't really get if you farm year round. If you're farming down south, you know, and there is no necessarily end to your season. You don't get to really wrap it up and feel like we did it. Everything's out of the field. Everything's in the cooler, blah, blah, blah. Like these yeah. are our numbers. This is where we stand. I know exactly, you know, how we did because we're done. Um, and in fall and farming here, you you also get a vibe for that because you're literally, as you look at your fields, you see 
you know, beds being converted into cover crop and you just see these cover crops and you think like, all right, those are, you know, those are nothing now until next year. And then when you finish clearing out a bed um, and you can't plant cover crop anymore, you covered it with straw mulch. And now you see all these golden beds, you know, when you look out to the field, none of those are going to be, you know, touched again until the spring. Um, So there's a lot of stuff like that. I love, man, I love closing open loops. So that's, I, I very much understand why that would be a nice feeling. And it's just like, yeah, and especially when you can see something from start to end, like you knew what those tomato plants looked like when you started them as seeds in the in the you know greenhouse, and you propagated them, and then you transplanted them out, and you put up the trellis, and then you you pruned and trellised them and got them to grow onto their structure, and then you picked them for months, and you know you had a really good year picking them, and then by the end of it, you're you're mad at them and you want them to be gone because it's frustrating to keep picking them, and it's getting harder, and they're getting disease, and then you get the experience of getting to pull them out of the field you know, conveniently pack up all the trellising stuff and then put that bed to rest does feel like you have, yeah, started started and finished a project. Dude, you, and farming is like a million of those little projects. You just did the world's first audio montage of a farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like a, a like a flashback, like <laughs> I, if I was good at editing, I'd put a, like some like instrumental music over that. I might even st- I might try to figure out how to do that because that was that was that brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> yeah, good. So so anyway, so farming in general, when you're farming vegetables like this, a diverse vegetable farm, you are getting to see basically. You know, we have on you know eighty or one hundred and twenty beds or something on the farm. That number might be way off, but yeah, basically that's <laughs> like one hundred and twenty. I should, but our fields are not fully standard. But um. It's probably more like 80. Okay. What is she, what is she doing back there? Bowling. Making her, We've already established that. No, but that's not like she was shuffling through her cards. Um, but anyways, so, you know, we have 80 beds on the farm, and that is 80. Okay, this is unbelievable. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Hey, excuse me. Hey, Boca, come on. What are you doing? Play the quiet game. Play the quiet game, Boca. Uh, I know. I don't know what she's doing. She's... She's making a racket. She's deliberately no. being annoying. I know she is. She just wants to be just be featured. Um, and also be a better podcaster. She did yeah. was on here more, but yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously it's eighty individual projects, um, and that's only for the beds that go year round. I mean, some of those beds are turned over four or five times a season. You know, at, at the most, and each of those is a mini project essentially. When you start to finish, start to finish to harvest, to converting it to the next thing you're going to plant. Um, so that's why I like fall in general because it's doing that to the whole farm. And then um, at the same time, like today's, you know, during the summer, you your days are three things. And I talked about this during the summer. You're either planting, you're either har- harvesting or weeding. You have no time for anything else. Stuff is getting thrown willy-nilly. Your bins are ending up, ending up everywhere. Things are dirty. Like it's just like a bomb went off on the farm because you're just trying to keep up. And then like days like today, we spent the entire day cleaning the greenhouse and you know organizing our barn which is where we store everything um and i love those tasks for me like organizing anything is where i thrive and dude we are so related i know (laughs) i i get to spend a lot of time just like reorganizing our area where we do all of our starts so trays and anything you need for that and throwing stuff away that you don't need like there's no problem with just chucking something away if you don't need it anymore here um which is a great feeling and so, you know, today we had eight hours of just doing that. Um, and that's awesome because it's just the things that you get to, you don't think about. But then by the right. time you start next season and you look for something, it's exactly where you want it to be. Right. Well, I mean, um, that's like really important work to set yourself up for, for next year. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like, I mean, yeah, it doesn't feel like 
a bad way to spend your time. It's just that it's, you finally have the time to do it. Right. Um, and yeah, so I just think, you know, when, and then of course there is definitely a part of like, you know, I am done farming and T minus like, you know, two months, yeah. one month, um, things like that. You hear that? <laughs> that was her. That was just saying a song. Wow. That was an interesting dog sound. Yeah, no, she does a lot of those. She just, Oh, there it is. That's yeah, so... she's got a whole little little song she does. Um, yeah, she's the worst. That's all right, we'll, we'll wrap soon. We'll wrap soon, or we don't. Uh, that's such a short podcast that we Dude, won't wrap that soon. We'll wrap relatively soon. <laughs> okay, but so yeah, fall it's great. I'm actually my last day is a week from tomorrow um, on the farm, which is kind of crazy. So this might become, you know, fields of work, except Max isn't in a field anymore. He's <laughs> riding in a UPS truck or oh. he's setting up a wedding venue or something. But <laughs> well, it might be up. time to, to start bringing in some guest, uh, some guest co-hosts. So I'm not, am I interesting enough? <laughs> no. Yeah. Fair enough. Saying. So that's kind of, you know, what I've been up to, I guess. Okay. Well, uh, I think where we left it last time. You you told us about your setter up job, but it sounds like you're doing UPS as well. Yeah, so I mean, now that I have a car, things are going to be different too. I mean, I, it opens up more possibilities, but yeah. So I've done UPS for the past four winters. And when you say perfect. done UPS, is basically in the winter they hire what runners? Is that what they call to yeah, ride the, with dr- the drivers to make it what just so they easier to deliver more packages during the holiday season. Yeah, pretty much. So you sit in the seat next to the driver, you know, maybe you're each running a package, you're just utilizing, you know, just being a lot faster. So for three of those four years, I worked with our cousin, Sean, which yep. was awesome. It was the best job in the world. I was always super jealous. It's just fun. You're just hanging out all day. Just hanging and the out job with Sean itself, and dropping off, yeah, seeing doggies and dropping yep. off packages. Hey, come on. It's literally, again, you know, talking about having a very organized mind and enjoying that kind of thing. That's what makes far, or what's UPS fun is because everything oh, is full truck to empty truck. Yep. Number system, you know, you're done when the truck is empty. Like you can see yourself progressing through the day. Uh, it's very satisfying to each transaction, you know, yeah. makes the truck one step closer to empty. And then you're just like eating sunflower seeds, drinking coffee and hanging out. And people like you because you're bringing Christmas gifts. Um, <laughs> so it's been great. Um, but this year I will obviously not be flying back to Michigan to work with Sean. Um, UPS would not pay for that flight, you know, so, imagine they would. So I will do, I'm going to do the same thing out here though. Um, so that's basically, uh, black Friday to Christmas Eve. Um, so we'll see. I'm doing cool. the barn stuff still, still doing weddings, wedding setup. I have one tonight real late at night. It's going to interfere with my red wings watching, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of just piecing things together for the most part, which is kind of what I talked about before, but yeah. things are finally coming to some fruition. So, that's um, cool. not, not worried about it either. Sometimes there's a lot of stress about what are you going to do, but, um, Luckily, for for once, it seems like that will not have to be a huge stress. So I'm sure that feels good. It does. It does feel pretty good. So, um, what about you though? What have you been up to these past two weeks? Yeah, I'm like that we've seen each other at. Flip back to my calendar and see. Did you? Okay, got a question. Did you have a work retreat? That's next week. Okay. No. So you have not had your work retreat. Which is going to affect our recording. We should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Next week we have we're in well, I think we're in Rhinebeck, New York, which is north of the city. We are um, going to do one of our trimesterly retreats, which is always a good time. I'm going to be taking I think I'm going to take the train all the way there actually. So train Ooh. into New York and then train up from Penn Station up to where we will be. Um, I don't think it's 
I don't think it's far enough north to be considered upstate. All right, so, careful. I don't make this mistake yeah, I don't, again. Well, I don't want to make Wes mad, especially because I'm going to go visit him relatively soon. Uh, yeah. Emily and I are going to fly out to Connecticut. Well, actually, we're going to fly into um, the airport just north of New York in Westchester County and then drive over and see him and his uh, new kid, which is very cool. Uh, all right, work-wise, work-wise. I'm trying to – when was the last time we recorded? Oh, that's a good question. I cannot tell you off the top of my head. At mm. least two and a half to three weeks ago. Do we remember what I was doing the last time we recorded? Oh, Sam, it all blurs together. Uh. Well, maybe we recorded on the 26th, according to my uh, my calendar here. Your calendar is a very accurate thing because I get a lot Generally. of emails about it. Okay, you chirp me some more. You know what? I have a life to lead where I need uh, my calendar to reflect reality. Maybe you should read Getting Things Done by David Allen. Copyright yeah. David Coe, 2001. Okay. Yeah, I'll get around um, to that. You should. Got to you know your hard landscape, my man. Uh, all right, I don't I know. Plenty we'll of see. landscaping, Sam. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so I think the lab. So since the last time we recorded, I went to Orlando again. I had another session with a team uh, out in Florida. So Will and I flew out there and met there, and we did. An all-day workshop with a leadership team out there who is interested in potentially going deeper with us on the work that we're doing. So it's not the same client, but like a different part of that client. So Will and I did a full day with them, which was really good, really intense. This was like a really smart team who asked, who like really understood things at a really high level and really challenged us to be on top of our game. I also, that was basically that trip, that Wednesday is like when grandpa went back to the hospital and I, I was like looking at the family text a lot. So Will definitely picked up more of the slack in the afternoon than, than me. I was pretty distracted at that point. Um, but I, you know, I did what I could earlier in the day and we did some really good work with this team. Basically, we kind of gave them the... Um, kind of default initial experience of of doing the ready or like working with the ready, which is basically we spend a good amount of time in the morning doing the basic talk that is usually right around 45 minutes long or so. But this one went much longer because they were asking really good questions along the way, which made it so more so much more engaging and interesting for everybody. And especially for Will and I, like we can give this talk in our sleep. Yeah. And Nobody likes being talked at for a long time, but also there's some ideas in that in that talk that really are foundational to everything else that we're going to do later in the day, and it gives us some vocabulary, so we feel like we kind of have to do it. But they, mm-hmm. they, it was just such a, it ended up being like a conversation basically that that took a while, um, and we we play a game with some ping pong balls, which is always fun. The group it's called want- beer pong. <laughs> It's called ballpoint. Uh, although now I need to figure out a way to work beer pong into somehow teaching teams about working in new ways. But we play this game with ball called with ping pong balls called ballpoint. They wanted to go outside, which was okay, I guess. Except you know we're in Orlando and it was like eighty nine degrees and ninety percent humidity, so I was sweaty and gross the rest of the day. But they seemed happy to get outside for a little bit. And I love playing ballpoint with leadership teams because. They never want to do it, and then by the end of it, they're, like, super into it and having a lot of fun. And basically, you're just taking a bucket of ping pong balls and passing them 
to making sure that everybody on the team touches it at least once and then going back in the bucket. And that counts as one point. And there's some like specific rules that you have to follow. Um, and we played that. I couldn't say. Oh, okay. Siri decided to join us. <laughs> hey, Siri, no. Oh, man. <laughs> we're killing it. And then, <laughs> we're, we're rusty, my man. We're rusty. We yeah, take a couple is... weeks off and, you know, things just fall off the rails. Anyway, I'm not going to go through the rest of the workshop. It was good. Um, so is then, this... Is this a team you're going to be working with again in the future? Is this a one-time thing? No, we are now working with them. We kind of are teaching them action meetings and doing. We're 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 starting to go deep with this team, and may it may kind of be like another vector of our work. May even be a a whole new team from the ready potentially doing this work um, in in next year. Uh, So we got back super late Wednesday night, and then we had a super early breakfast meeting with another one of the executives back um at the at the office in dc thursday morning i uh, think he uh who does a super early meeting who does he, that this guy my man he he is a bit of a workaholic apparently he's like at the office by seven every day leaves like at nine he um it's crazy so like he doesn't bat an eye at an 8 a.m uh breakfast no at a what time was it 7 30 i think it was okay. 7 30 a seven thirty breakfast for meeting. Me to think that that was gonna be really early, but yeah, no. seven thirty is pretty rough for a meeting. Yeah. No. Wait. Hold on. It was. Why can't I see this? It was seven. It was seven. Ooh. Okay. That's pretty early. Yeah. Anyway, so we met with him and and had breakfast and basically, you know, we were talking about he he wants to he wants us to play a role in kind of coaching his leadership team. Uh, so it was good. And that's why we felt it was important for us to take the meeting, even though we were both and we got in at midnight the night before. Yeah, but it was a good and kind of introductory chat, and I was I actually attended this leaders uh, meeting for the first time today, actually just to observe and see how it usually goes, which was cool. But then Thursday afternoon, I flew to Detroit to go home, and I didn't obviously do anything those three days other than be with family, um, and then came back to DC Sunday night. And what did I do this week? The that week I. Uh, you know, had a lunch and learn. We did a lunch and learn around the idea of experimentation in organizational transformation and, you know, what it means to do, to like design experiments around how you work um, as a team or as an organization. So that series continues to go along and continues to be um, pretty well received. And uh, I think this looks like I, I facilitated a couple of retrospectives the, the week before and some action meetings, did a bunch of writing, uh, and then back to Detroit for the funeral at the end of last week. And now this week was, um, hmm, busy right before this call. I do a open office hour. I call it an office hour, which is maybe yep. pretentious, but I don't know. No, if you mentioned about this before. before. Okay. Yeah. So I had an hour and a half of those right before this call today, which is always fun to talk to people and answer questions and get to know people who are interested in the work that we do, or maybe might want to work with us someday or maybe hire us someday. So I always, I, I simultaneously like dread them and really enjoy having done them. And today's were, were pretty good. And yeah, uh, um, oh, the last thing I'll talk a little bit about, we've been trying to take some volunteers at the client organization and 
teach them to be action meeting coaches and facilitators. And it's tough because uh, the way this organization works, you kind of need like an internal charge code for people to like account for their time. And we don't really have one for this. So they kind of have to volunteer, which means we've been doing it over lunch and doing it primarily remotely, which is a tough way to learn how to facilitate a meeting because really the Mm -hmm. best way to learn how to facilitate a meeting is to do it a bunch of times. But we've been doing this series for the past few weeks. This is the fourth and last session of it today. Uh, So I ran that uh, as well. And we're going to be making major tweaks to that and trying to get another cohort of coaches up and running with the idea being that for whatever reason, this, this action meeting uh, format has become really popular at the client and we need more people to be able to help teams learn how to do it. So we're trying to coach up some people to, to play that role. Sweet. Sweet. And then tomorrow morning I get on a plane to Michigan. You see me? Are we riding in a Camaro? No, I think I'm confused about what kind of car we're going to have because again, the cheapest option was not like the standard cheapest thing. It was a, uh, jeep it was a jeep of some sort and fun i know right but then i got an email that was like hey add your flight information so we make sure we have your car so i was like okay i'll do that i went to the website and i added the flight information and it threw up some sort of error about like vehicle not available so i just gave up and we'll just find out what we have tomorrow it may be something really boring or maybe the error will be in our favor and we'll get something cool as hell i'd be like a mclaren that's i don't know if i want to show up in like super rural northern michigan at a cabin in some sort of like supercar yeah no jeep would have been nice jeep would be cool right i felt like it was like appropriate for what we want to do sure we're gonna go off road we're gonna figure out park our truck or park our jeep on like rocks and stuff Mm -hmm. That's, that's our style it is our style should we i mean we didn't really talk about this much in in advance um but should we pick a legit topic to discuss next week? Because I have a th- hypothetical one that I think would be good for at least one listener who has asked me multiple times for a thing like this. Okay. Are you, are um, you teasing it or are you saying we should talk about it right now? Not talk about it right now. No okay. way. Okay. So tease um, it. Because it's a full-on right. topic. Yeah. Lay, topic. lay it on me. Let's do it. Let's, but I let's just want call. people to know that we're going to discuss something re- legit soon maybe. And Everything we talk about is legit. That's true. You're right. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Um, anyways. But – I think one of the things we've talked about doing before is like a somewhat set a scenario that would be a hypothetical project that you would consult on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll make up a fictional company. We'll even call it the okay. farm or something. Okay. And maybe, you know, we'll play out the scenario of like how okay. you, what you would do, what kind of work are you actually doing for this company? Okay. What is your goal? I know there's a lot of things that variables that come into play for that, but sure. we can be really vague. Yeah. Um, but still trying to be semi-concrete because I think a lot of people, we just talked about this earlier, but we're like, no one knows what you do. But yeah. I think a situation where we play out like this is a hypothetical job that Sam would do or maybe you can loosely base it off one you've done before okay. um, to kind of give us an idea of what your what your work is actually like and kind of what you accomplish on a day-to-day because um, we hear parts of it. And Uncle Boca agrees apparently. That, 10-4, uh, <laughs> good buddy. <laughs> so – Maybe next week that'll be our topic. All um, right. I can do that. Because that's right. We're going to record next week at some point. Yes, we're gonna we are. We're going to get back on the schedule. But we're so. not going to record anymore today because this has been Fields of Work. All right. Bye, we're gonna, let's mind meld. Oh. Let's mind meld. Come on. Here we go. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. We're, we're good. All right, man. See you tomorrow. Well, I'll see you. <laughs> hey, Boca, what was your problem? What was your problem? I, I recorded that. Did you? <laughs>